Welcome to Saturday Horror Movie Reviews. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Voices from the Mausoleum. And today we are doing a Saturday Horror Movie Review with Mike. Hi. If you've been around, you know who Mike is. A man that needs no introduction. But if he needed one, I would say friend. <laughs> friend, accomplice. Uh, a little bit of everything. Movie I, buddy. I, I am where I'm needed. That's true. You wear a lot of hats. Yeah. <laughs> I need a separate closet for my hats. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Both literally and figuratively. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So Mike is my... um. My movie friend, <laughs> we, I mean, we, we're friends other than that, but I make him go see movies with me. Well, I don't make him. He wants to. So um, today we're going to be talking about Beast. Yes, Beast. Yeah. Mike and I went and saw this last Saturday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. And um, it's funny because I'm looking at the things that I normally read. And this is the synopsis. Beast is a 2022 American survival thriller film. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's 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 the show. Thanks, everybody. Uh <laughs> Hope you enjoyed. Um, I'm going to give a little bit more of a synopsis than that. Beast is about a father and his two daughters that go back to where um, they go back to Africa, where the um, his late wife is basically from and um the, there's a bit of an estrangement because the parents separated and then right after they separated the mom got really sick and uh with cancer and she passed away so that's um i guess this is like his attempt to rebuild their their relationship um so so far because it's only been out for like a week it has a 5.9 out of 10 on imdb a 67 percent on rotten tomatoes a 54 percent on metacritic and 84 percent on google kind of middle ground which is probably yeah. fair um yeah so what do you give this out of uh you know 10 i would probably give it uh probably a seven seven and a half out of ten i think it's okay. pretty fair uh pretty fair assessment how about how about you or do i need to explain no I, we'll do that when we do no spoilers okay. yeah um yeah so this will be split up just like normal movie reviews we'll do a no spoiler part and then we'll i'll say hey we're gonna spoil this if you haven't seen it don't listen to this part go see it and then come back and listen um yeah so um i'm i'm also get well i'm giving this a seven as well um super fun um there's some technical things but i think um all in all it was a really fun movie and i liked it so i gave it a seven too so we'll do uh some unspoiled thoughts what are some unspoiled thoughts on beast um for one the cinematography was beautiful yeah like they uh they they had some incredible framing mm -hmm. um the color palette was very good it was a little monochromatic um but there were there were enough splashes of color um where where it kind of where it kind of made sense uh but it didn't it, those those moments and those those pieces they stuck out but not in a distracting way so sure um definitely 
Uh, definitely the, the the cinematography, I say number one. Number two, like Idris Elba, the I man mean, can do wrong, no wrong. Like I know, so true. <laughs> and um, yeah, and, and I mean the casting in general was was very well done. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, it was uh, for a ninety three minute movie. They got a lot of development. Um, yeah. If yeah. they, it, I mean, if they had pushed the runtime out maybe half an hour more, we probably could have gotten a little bit more uh, character development, character background. But, um, but yeah. overall, like the characters were nicely developed for the for the space that they were able to, and the casting was done. The cinematography was great. So all the basics there, yeah, um, and the the flow was 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 very good for you know it didn't seem like. You know, 93 minutes is kind of a short movie, but yeah, it didn't feel like it, it didn't feel undervalued as far as uh, as far as timing. Like it yeah. felt it felt complete. I agree. How about yeah. you? Um, so I really love Idris Elba as well. I I mean he's he's just fantastic. Um, I agree with everything you said. I'm gonna add just a couple of things. I you know, this is essentially a creature feature. Like, I mean, I know it's like, it's a lion. It's not like a, you know, creature from the Black Lagoon type thing. But when you're talking about animals in crazy situations like this, um, they're, they're to me, I, I kind of look at them as creature features. And I think there are two different things that come up to me or come to mind when I think of creature features. And I think we don't see it enough and it's a bad thing or we see too much of it and it's a bad thing. And I think one of the things that they did really well was the amount of time that the lion is on screen. Mm -hmm. um, I think that that was really well. Um, and I, yeah, I mean, I think, I think that I was, I was surprised at how well it was paced because we had talked, we had joked at the beginning, but when we first got there about how, what the percentage was going to be of like mm -hmm. people versus, and you were like, so do you think it's going to be like 3%, you know, people? Yeah. Like five, like five minutes of character development. And then, yeah. <laughs> you know, 80, 88 minutes of just all the action. Yeah. And I was thinking that too. I was thinking that probably was going to be the situation. Mm -hmm. And then we ended up having these like breaks in between those moments of intensity where we got more of the character development stuff, which was all paced really well. I, I think, um, and man, the, the attack sequences were really well done. The gore, I, I didn't think was, you know, over the top. Some of it was unsettling. Sure. But it wasn't one of those things where you're just like, buckets and buckets of gore you know yeah if you're if you are not a quentin tarantino fan this would be a good um this would be a normal amount of gore if it if right like <laughs> fan, it's like pg amounts of gore yeah like, it wasn't bad but yeah. uh but it was it was relatively realistic and in yeah. you know won't go into to particular scenes right now but um there were a lot of times where the breaks may have been a break from the action, but it was still, those breaks were still very stressful as the viewer because you, you know, because of things. Yeah. And you said this when we talked about it on the car ride back, you said, I, we were talking about the amount of times that you see the lion. And mm -hmm. you said, one of the things you said was that was so effective because then when you didn't see him, you were, you were concerned as a viewer. Yeah. You're like, okay, but where the fuck is he at? <laughs> 
yeah, like there there are times and there are movies where you're just oversaturated with uh with with the with the stuff like the thing, yeah. Um and and a good I at, at least for the first season for me, The Walking Dead, like there were just so many sequences with zombies. You're just like, okay, we get it. You're at you're 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 you've got the setting. Let's yeah. let's move on. Um yeah. but this there there's a fine line between oversaturation and having and having that just enough where it uh you know it's like with Jaws there was only you know the yeah the shark was only on for what 15 minutes of the entire movie it's not very much at all um yeah. you know and then but then you have like on the other hand you've got you know non-horror movies like Godzilla uh Kong and stuff where like the creature is the main yeah part of the movie so you'll see them for 90% of the movie I think with the line, you see them about a good sixty-five to seventy-five percent of the time. Though it's a good amount so, of time. Yeah, so you see, you see him a lot, and they do a very good job modeling him. Yeah, he does. He he felt very real to me. We even talked about yeah. that too, about like the CGI of the lion. Because I'm like, is that all CGI? Do you think some of it's a puppet? Because like some of the motions and stuff just looked very real, and it's mm -hmm. um. I think like obviously when you look at him at certain moments, you're like, obviously not like obviously it's CGI, but, but it was so well done. Like I thought the lion looked amazing. I thought he looked so good. Yeah, I think. And, and to your point with that, I think some of the, some of the scenes where it probably would have made sense to have practical effects, it, it looked like they probably enhanced it with CGI so that, later on because cgi ages like like milk um for for almost every movie except for jurassic park for some reason um <laughs> the original one yeah. and uh it's so they probably enhanced it with cgi just to make things even there i'm sure there were some scenes with with a you know with, with practical effects but yeah, yeah. they had to have some sort of cgi in it i'm sure yeah, but I thought it was really well done. It looked mm -hmm. good. Oh, yeah. And I, and it reminded me, and I, I know, like, <laughs> so I loved the Jungle Book um, live action. And one of the things that I loved about it was it was obviously CGI. I mean, the, they're not real animals talking on camera for our own entertainment. But, like, I still thought they looked amazing. I thought mm -hmm. that they looked really good. I thought that their motions, their movements, everything about from the way they blink their eyes to the way their tails are moving. Like I just thought it all looked very realistic. And, and that's how I felt about this. It was like the, it just, it was obviously CGI, but it was convincing that you, you didn't care so much. Yeah. 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 No, um, it was, yeah. And, and also it moved the, the lion moved a lot. So he did move a lot. So there's, there's going to be a lot of like, you know, from a, technical standpoint there's going to be uh because it's a 24 frames per second um shoot mm -hmm. it's uh it's it's going to be there's going to be a lot of motion blur and whatnot which definitely helps um cgi modeling because you can kind of fudge some stuff you don't okay. have to be very sharp with some things mm -hmm. so um so it makes the modeling a little bit easier as far as like quality of render um Whereas when there's when he's standing still, you have to kind of be 
on point with everything. It's different. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's a good point. Mistakes, mistakes come out a lot more when yeah. uh, when when it's when the model isn't moving. So yeah. yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. I think um, if you like stuff like this, if you liked um, you know Lake Placid and there's another lion movie. I'm just drawing a blank on the name. The Ghost in the Darkness. Ghost in the Darkness. Um, things like that. I think you will find this movie to be very entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say one thing, kind of my last little note on unspoiler, unspoiled thoughts. Um, I don't think you can go into this movie and nitpick the story. I think you have to approach it as what it is, which is a creature feature. And some, some of those things like that, that may irritate you. Like you just have to kind of like, <laughs> like I would go into it expecting a movie about a, a, a rogue lion. Like, cause that's what it's about, you know? Yeah. There's, I, I would agree. There are movies that, um, that are supposed to tell, to spread a message. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to mean something. They're supposed to be about something. Yeah. This is about, at its base, it's about a man and a lion, and they're they're at odds with each other. I mean, that's that's yeah. as close to unspoiling as possible because that that's literally in the promos. Um, yeah. If you haven't seen the promos, you probably should. Yeah, or don't. It's you know, it's your we opinion. saw we saw the trailer for this when we went and saw Nope. Yep. Right. Speaking speaking of movies that that tell a message. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, and there, there's some, but there's what I was saying is there are some movies yeah. that are they're strictly for entertainment. This is one of them. Uh, Aliens versus Cowboys. Uh, I like that movie. It's, <laughs> um, the The Lost City. The Lost City is a silly movie. It's funny, but it's silly. Yeah, um, but it's entertaining, and that's what the, that's what this movie is. It's it's yeah. entertaining. It's not. You're not going to come away you know changed yeah <laughs> um but uh but you will come away with saying hey that was fun it was fun yeah um yeah that's probably all i can really say unspoiled did you have anything yeah. else unspoiled no no yeah okay well, let's jump into uh spoilers i do recommend this movie if you're interested um i i know it's still in theaters right now i'm sure it will be on streaming soon enough um but it um it, it was really it was a really fun movie so if you haven't seen it i will i will say one one quick thing before we go into unspoilers about the streaming i will say i was glad that we watched it in the theater yeah um but mostly because you know because of the the company like you know we we like hanging out with each other it was fun to watch and hang out together i don't think the 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 big screen added to it i agree um i I, you you would be you would love it just as much as if you were watching it on like a flat screen um yeah you know there there was it wasn't like you know, like Top Gun Maverick, which I didn't get to see, but it, whatever. Um, you know, Top Gun Maverick apparently was you know we had you had to see it in theaters, or you know you you get ex like more immersion with with some things. Lord of the Rings was 
it was a great example. Like it's great yeah. to watch on TV, but being in the theater, especially I saw uh, Two Towers um, in IMAX, and I did whoa. too. <laughs> um, so but, um, but yeah, no, it, it's still uh, you'll get a lot of you'll get a lot of enjoyment out of it uh, on yeah. TV. So if you don't want to go to the theater for uh, for health or economic reasons um you're, you're not really missing anything unless you miss yeah, the you can, experience yeah you'll have a good experience even just watching it at home i agree with that yeah yeah all right well let's jump into spoilers so um, the one thing i will say about the concept of a story in this film is that there was an attempt at a story. And I think that it's fine. I don't have any problems with the estranged family. That's a really common reason to use for people um, to have some tension in scenes, to have a reason to go do something they wouldn't normally do. You know, it's a very common um, trope uh, to use, you know, to do this sort of thing. I mean, in 47 meters down, the sisters go away. And though, you know, as like a getaway thing and she does, mm -hmm. she does what she does because she went through a bad breakup and she's going to show him she's exciting. And so like every, like, so having a, a setup that's like family or friends going and doing something is a very common way to set up stories like this. Yeah. And I, I agree with that. And it's funny you mentioned uh, tropes. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's funny that you mentioned uh, trope. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of them in this movie. Like, yes, talk full of them. Like, it it hits on, yeah. You know, you've got, um, you know, you've got the kid that doesn't listen. You've mm -hmm. got the kid that also doesn't listen, but still does something good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you've got, I should have been there, man. Um, you've yeah. Got, <laughs> you've got. Well, these were the, these are the nice lions. You've got. <laughs> Like it's just, <laughs> it's like it's just a setup of like every single creature feature trope you can think of. If you there is a bunch, yeah, yeah. Um, and <laughs> unfortunately, because of that, it was, and then the fact, the fact that it's ninety three minutes is great because you can get in, get out. But also, the fact that it's ninety three minutes means that you're missing, you're going to miss things in that story development and that character development. And there's one scene where uh, it's the night that they get there, the kids are asleep, um, Martin and um, uh, da, 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 Nate, Dr. Nate. Um, they're, they're sitting there drinking whiskey and then Nate, Idris Elba, uh, just starts like bawling like i should have been there i could have saved her you know I i'm a doctor i'm a doctor and like this is the first time that any of us find out that he is a doctor like, yeah i don't think they talk about it before then they don't they, they don't talk about that they don't talk about this is also probably 15 20 minutes into the movie and mm -hmm. this is the first time that you even understand that mm -hmm. uh that there's that, that the mother has died now you do get in the very first scene um this kind of ghost realm-esque scene that makes Green no sense points. whatever yeah, yeah it's kind of like it's got <laughs> a lot of like black panther vibes i thought and, the same thing and 
Yeah. Like, and, and like you as the viewer are following somebody, but none of it really makes sense. And then it goes into the poach, um, which sets up the, the, the whole story. Mm-hmm. They could have done without that. They could have. The dream sequence, you mean? Yeah, that, that first dream sequence. Later on, it makes sense. You're like, oh, okay, that's that's what it is. But there's no real, it just feels like stuck in there to make it seem more mythical than than it actually is. Right. Um, it, it almost adds like a supernatural element to it. Right. And whereas later you're just like, oh, okay. And I'm, I'm my assumption with that would be that they put that first one in there because they wanted them to quote unquote make sense later. But to your point, we get enough of it later that we don't need it in the beginning. Right. It's just, it's just very, very out of place. And then um, but also it does set up that mythical supernatural thing, mm-hmm. which doesn't actually exist in the entire movie. Like that yep. is it goes from being supernatural. And then when you realize that it's him dreaming, it's just a manifestation of his guilt. Right. And it's a completely different storyline. <laughs> yeah. Like it is a different story arc. It's a different storyline. You don't have to have that. You really yeah. don't like there. Yeah. There's not even, you can remove that entire dream. all of the dream sequences in the movie and you don't lose anything. Anything. I agree um, with that, yeah. But it, it's it's a manifestation of his guilt. It's an attempt at character development, which I would say is the only um the only real bad attempt at character development. And yeah. With and also with those with the tropes, there are there's the person brings up inappropriate thing to talk about in the middle of an inappropriate time. Like the lion comes in, they uh they they crash their, their jeep, they're stuck, it's nighttime, they're panicking, trying to figure out what to do. And one of the daughters who hasn't daughter. talked about this, and the, yeah, teenage daughter, and it seems like she, the the mother has been dead for at least several months, if not a year at this point. I was thinking, yeah, probably that. And she's like well, why'd you leave mom? And I think, and the, <laughs> I will say the entire cast, which there are four people in the in the main cast, the, the main entire cast, cast yeah. except for her, and the audience was like, "Shut the fuck up!" Like now is not the time for this. There's a lion trying to eat your face. Talk about this later. And uh, it's just it. It was like. Now, granted, she also like went off to save one of the other people, and um, yeah, Martin. Yeah, and that that was a that was an interesting sequence. And, uh, in in the movie theater when we when we saw that, I was like, you know, that's that's the bad thing about uh, about Gen Z these days. And then the other daughter, and this is while Idris is being actively attacked by this lion. She just fucks off to the swamp. Yeah, he's under the jeep. Yeah. And the other daughter finds a tranquilizer dart, rolls down the window, and stabs the lion in the ass with it. <laughs> and that's as eloquently as I can describe that scene. And uh, I'm like, and I leaned over to Angel and said, see, that's the great thing about uh, Gen Z. <laughs> all this happened within like 30 seconds it was so super fast 
I was giggling. It took me a minute to stop giggling. It was really funny. (laughs) But yeah, and then there's there's also the trope of a heavily injured guy comes out of the comes out of the the woodwork to warn them of this demon, uh, which is just (laughs) a fucking line. And then he just dies. He's like, "Well, my part is done. (laughs) (laughs) I've done I've done my job now for the sweet release of death." Um, I will say this, talking about the daughters. So we have the younger teenager, preteen daughter, and then we have the older teenage daughter. And um, everyone by this point knows I'm not good with names. And so um, one of the things that I think happens a lot in horror movies, not this one, but what happens a lot is people, adults in the real world, expect children in horror movies to do things that make sense. And it's like you have like, like tell people all the time, like you have to remember that like these are children, right? And and children don't aren't going to make the same decision that a 40-year-old. And 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 to be perfectly honest, we assume people in horror movies are going to make decisions that we wouldn't maybe even make if put in that situation. So one of the things that I did I did think about the dynamic of the daughters, this whole like doing the thing that makes sense or listening versus not. I actually thought it was a much better balance than it mm-hmm. normally is in movies like this because yeah. the daughter, the, the older daughter brings up shit she shouldn't bring up multiple times. And in both yeah. in both of the main, the, the big two ones, the ones where they have dinner their first night there and the time in the truck, she doesn't stay stubborn and argumentative. She stops and apologizes both times and that's not normally how that goes normally they're like no but blah 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 and they like keep it going right well i i will i I will counter that to at the dinner scene the only reason she stops is because she hurt her sister's feelings and her sister ran off that's why she stopped the second time too because her sister got upset yeah yeah um but she well she didn't i don't remember her apologizing the second time was she was just like all right fine i'll shut the fuck up jesus (laughs) (laughs) no she looked at her and she said she's sorry and her sister didn't acknowledge it this time Oh, okay because she's like bitch you already said that earlier yesterday (laughs) told me once shame on me um (laughs) yeah but yeah and then um i i i will say the with Switching gears a little bit, one of the cool things about um, about the stressfulness of the of the lion not being there, mm-hmm. um, there were there were specific scenes that uh, you and I both pointed out um, on the ride home. Uh, one of them was when they were in the jeep, and the the driver's side window had been busted open um, because the lion it was cracked. The lion grabbed it and pulled and the pulled, pulled the window out. Um, as it was just absolutely mauling the shit out of Idris Elba's uh, leg, yeah. um, she the the older the older daughter uh, Mare, um, that's it. Decided that the driver's side uh, driver's seat um, <laughs> was a perfect place to fucking go to sleep. Open ass window. And, no one um, said anything either until well yeah. it comes up later, but it takes. Well, Bad comes, things happening again. It comes up later when the lion reaches through the damn window, and she's like, yeah. "Oh, maybe this was a bad idea." Yeah. Um, and <laughs> yeah. uh, and and she gets fucked up for it. Like there she are, yeah. I will say, 
every single action that every single cons- uh, action that could have a consequence does. I agree. Like that, and that is something that you don't always see in creature features or yeah. horror movies in general. Is yeah. some people just die. Mm-hmm. Some people, nothing happens to nothing. Yeah, and yeah. I and there's there are times in both of those situations where maybe they didn't need to die, or maybe they could have gotten roughed up a little bit, and like she was definitely. Um, she suffered a consequence of her of her decision. Yeah, she's to, uh, hurt. Yeah, yeah. Um, they got her in like the side, right? Like her side of her stomach, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, um, you know, and, and and I am also glad that Idris Elba didn't really turn into a badass until there was no other until there was no other choice like every decision that he made he made to and and coming from from this as a dad yeah um, every single decision that he made uh it was to lengthen the life or extend the life of his children yeah it didn't matter what happened to him it didn't matter what happened to his his friend martin mhm um, as long as the girls were okay, yeah, and you know, and and as a dad, I can appreciate that, and that was a very realistic part. Like, yeah, would I fist fight a lion? I don't know if I would survive long enough to oh, know to, to make that decision. I probably I'm not going anywhere. There are lions, unless honest, honestly, honestly, if we're if, if we're being completely honest, I was that dude that was like. It's the devil. <laughs> like, <laughs> died the first half hour. <laughs> give me my like. Didn't even make it to the big time. scenes. <laughs> like, and um, <laughs> the devil. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, just like, but um, but there there are there are some some things with that where it's like the the irony of some of the things like in the very first the poaching scene when one of the, when one of the guys was you know being chased by the lion and he runs into a trap that he had laid 45 seconds before and he's like oh no the consequences of my actions yeah uh, so so we didn't really talk that much about the opening scene so the opening scene that starts the, our main part of our, our lion story is these poachers string up a zebra i'm looking at the camera like it matters um they're they've hung up a zebra and there are three lionesses eating from the zebra and these men stand up and they open fire and they kill all three i'm pretty sure it was three three of the female lions and Immediately, I looked at Mike and I go, "All right, well, now I feel bad for the mean lion because I could the the whole story has now has gone from this random ass lion that's attacking people and Idris Elba has to fight him to this lion just lost his entire family because of fucking poachers." Yeah, and you're like, you know what? Good, go fuck everybody up, like I didn't, you know. But of course, the the other side of that too is a lot of innocent people and women and children that were not related to the poachers were also killed. Um, and I think that um, that was an interesting, like, well, actually, take. were actually, they the poachers' families? 
they were the poachers' families. Because remember, the guy that came. So the guy that comes out and warns Idris and Martin of the of, of the devil lion. You actually see his. You see him get injured during the poaching scene because he is originally mauled by the uh, by the lion, and he kind of comes out of the shadows like bloody on his on his neck and shoulder area where the lion had chomped, and he just runs away. He shows up, and Martin's like, "Oh, this dude's from the village." But Martin also, but Martin is an anti-poacher. And he also said that that guy was his friend. Are you sure it's the same guy from the beginning? Yes. Because when we see the poachers later, when they reference the village, they don't say like, they don't talk about. um, It, it may, it may not. So the main poachers may not mm -hmm. be from the village, but they hired people from the village. Mm, Like you saw lions there, there were lion pelts hanging up to dry. In the middle of the village. Is it a lion? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. So, because one of the things that I liked that element, I liked that they added that there was at least a fucking reason. Now, granted, yeah. I don't study lions, but just going to go on a whim. We discussed this in the car ride on the way home. Probably not a natural behavior. To kill everybody there, maybe, when they realize that there's like a threat. But to go out and do these things... Um, I, I really like that they added that element because I do always, I do kind of like when they make the, the monsters, this like a little bit ambiguous, like, yeah, okay. What they're doing is still fucked up, but at least they have a reason. They're not just like this lion. Wasn't just some random ass mean fucked up lion. Like he, he lost his family and he was really upset. And so that's like our motivator. And so then it becomes a film about two men, a male lion, two men, a male lion, <laughs> And a male human and um, what they are willing to do for their family, mm-hmm. which is a loose story, but you get the idea. And I really liked that. I, I really liked it. And I also um, was excited to, for them to talk about the concept of anti-poachers too, because that's also a very real thing. Mm-hmm. I would give them my yeah. money if I had any. <laughs> um, all the poachers. Yeah. No, the, the, that was a, so, and that that is one cool thing that they did with the story because you didn't know until almost to the end of the movie, to the climax, that Martin was an anti-poacher. In fact, the we evidence the evidence laid out because he part of his house had like guns and traps and all sorts of things, and you're yeah. like, oh, this dude's a poacher. He is so. It, it it was probably his group that went out and killed these yep. these guys, and you've got the um, and and so you know it's his fault that Idris and his and his daughters are in danger. That yeah. turns out to not be the case, and Martin actually, to me, becomes the MVP of the of the entire movie. Well, because- and they, they build up too, like they definitely try to intentionally make you not trust him because after we see all of that, he takes um, Nate and the girls to go see the lions that they protect on the reserve, which is two boy 
male lions, two male lions and their harem and their babies. Um, I was so excited to see baby lions. Anyway, yeah. so, but like the, and then, you know, he goes up to the male lions and they got give him giant hugs. Cause he's had, he's been around them since they were babies. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I'm sitting there. Cause we had just literally like, we're not supposed to talk to the deer, but I promise we weren't being annoying. There was no one around us, but like, I, we were just talking, like whispering to each other about the fact that like, you were like, I bet he's a poacher. And I was like, God, I don't want him to be a poacher. He looks like Tim Roth. I want him to be a good guy. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and when they came up and gave him a hug, I was like, oh, that's really interesting. And then <laughs> one of the female lions started hissing at him. And she was and hurt. He, yeah, she was hurt with what looked like a gunshot wound. Yeah. And, and also in the in the very beginning of in that poaching scene, they did say that one of them ran off. There were four. One of them ran off and they were they were going that's why they went out into the into the bush to try to find her. And I think that was the one that was the fourth one that, that ran away. I don't think but, they would have let her in that other family. Um, I don't know. I, Maybe, I, but, I, I, don't, but I, don't, I honestly don't know, but because I thought um, the fourth one missing was the male. I thought they knew the male was missing. Uh, I maybe okay. I, I, I remember them talking about, you know, one ran off but was probably wounded. And then the, um, and so it could have been the male that they were, that yeah, they were talking about. Um, but it kind of led me personally to believe that yeah. that other, that other female, she came in to investigate what was going on, may not have eaten any, any of the zebra, but was still like close enough, yeah. close enough was, was there. Um, and then with yeah. her reaction to him, like you did this it was like yeah you did this and i was like ha ha there you go smoking gun right there and i was wrong um and yeah and I, was, I was convinced I was too. yeah i was convinced and then we find out because when they're one of the things that happens after martin martin gets injured and separated from them and then mayor goes and gets him and then that's when they're all back in the van or i mean the jeep truck thing again and um and as they're sitting there trying to figure out what the hell they are going to do the group of poachers pulls up behind them and gets out of the car. And it's not until they, um, and they're like, you know, they're like, Oh, it's the lion. They're talking about, <clears throat> they were attacked by the lion that we're looking for. And that's when um, he's like, you know, my, my friend is hurt. My friend is hurt. And he goes into the, looks in the Jeep. And when Martin rolls over, he's like, no, no. He like freaks out. Cause he's an anti-poacher. That's when yeah. we were like, Oh, okay. You know, yeah, and and Martin is also like turns out to be just an incredibly awesome human being. Yeah, unfortunately he does die in it, but also dies absolutely just fucking up the shit of the of the lion. Like, yep, yeah, Arrow, like, shut up. Is it Arrow? Yeah. Come here. <laughs> Come here, fat ass. We're not talking about you being a ferocious lion. Not the only thing you can be ferocious with is your food bowl. Anyway, um, but yeah, so he, yeah, for and and in that scene, it's it's a phenomenal scene where you know where where Martin's trying to to fight off the the lion gets and purposefully gets the lion trapped. Yep. In the in the car, gets yep. the girls out of the car 
I mean, and he is injured. Like at, at that point, Very the, lion, the lion head, uh, he had lost a lot of blood. Um, they had to cauterize his wound. It was so deep that a tourniquet wasn't working. Mm-hmm. Like it, he could hit, he might have survived, but he would have lost his leg. Yeah, he was like, in bad shape. And then there was like that moment too where he was out in like the swampy area. Yeah. And he was like, um, he's like, I think I'm being used as bait because the lion left him there injured to try to lure, you know, essentially, I'm doing quotations. You can't see because it's a podcast only episode, quotations to lure the um the family out of the vehicle because yeah. up until that point the lion was just attack 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 but he was like that that scene where he's on the walkie with them they're in the jeep and he's in the, by that tree and he goes it's looking at me i was so uncomfortable i was like yeah. they weren't seeing we hadn't seen him yet the lion is still off camera and then they slowly turn the camera and show him just staring at him and i'm like fuck that I will take my chances with the crocodiles or whatever was in that water. Alligators, crocodiles. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, but yeah, so when he's fighting in the in the Jeep, like, you know, he's like, regardless of the fact that he's actually, you know, yeah, talking and what and whatnot, um, you know that he's he's probably not going to survive the ordeal, even if they do get him out. Yeah. He realizes that, too, and gets basically gets the lion to get himself stuck and they and the the jeep ends up going over the cliff that they're that they're stuck on um God, and so good it's yeah. done so well and then when he realizes that the lion's still alive and then the lion realizes that he's still alive <laughs> and martin's like oh this is gas see you on the other side fucker and blows yeah. up the and blows up. You the know heat. what I loved? He said he was sorry. He said, I'm sorry yeah. I have to do this because he loves lions. He loves yeah. animals. He's trying to protect them, but he knew this was the only way to keep his family safe because, right. it, because that's what they were to him. His every single time they interacted, it was always, How are the girls? How are the girls? How I mean, he cared about that family. And he's yeah. but the, I love that that one simple line was in there because I feel like it just showed you just really who he was. And I loved it. And then it just like, yeah, whoosh, everything goes up in, in flames. Yeah. And, and I, 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 I make light of that a little bit, but, or I, I made light of that a little bit, but yeah. it, it is a, it is a very powerful saying like he was, and you know, he's making an impossible decision. Yeah. Like, and at, at that point he knew he was not going to survive, even if the lion let him alone. Like yeah. he he was done. Like um, his body was broken. The only thing that he could do to and and it almost felt like he was trying to help the lion to like find peace through death, but still find peace. I mean, yeah, maybe, yeah. What I mean, because yeah. what else could he do? I mean, just what run around and kill humans until somebody else killed him anyway? Like, yeah, because that's what would have happened. And then you know, it, of course, we. I think we both knew that that the lion sur- was, was going to survive that yeah we we, hadn't gotten, we yeah, yeah 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 we you know it hadn't made it to the climax martin was not the was not idris elba so right. we knew um, that that was just a pause in the situation it yeah. gave us enough time for um nate and the girls to get to that school 
right in the in the poacher's truck and i'm telling you this scene in this fucking school building thing which is not an active school anymore so it had been taken over by poachers so there was like a bunch of random shit in there uh skins hanging i think and it smelled really mm. bad and blah 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 but the the damn it's like a narrow hallway or a narrow space that goes all the way from the front entrance to the back entrance and then there's all this stuff on the sides and i kept looking over at mike because it kept purposefully showing the front entrance being left opened and so at this yeah. point idris is a little wounded but not as bad as it could be and he's carrying mare because she's her side is fucked up and he's like trying to get his daughter to help him find something to get her situated so that she doesn't continue to bleed out and so, and like, it kept showing that door and I, the more like we got, so we went to one of those places where you can order food. And so we ordered like an appetizer and like dessert. And, and Mike was like, at one point he was like, I'm stress eating. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm just throwing food in my mouth. And it was so, so we'll say the moments that were most stressful for me. Mm-hmm. were were not when the, uh, the type what's the fuck the tiger the lion <laughs> i'm gonna make a comment about that later <laughs> the lion was not attacking but it was when it was during the time the the recovery times where nate was doing medical procedures like field medical procedures on martin on mayor on himself on himself yeah and you're just like the lion's right fucking there off screen like we know he's there we know he's watching this. He could attack at any moment, and Nate could be could then do more damage than than help. Yeah, just by you know these sutures and stuff that he's doing. So that's when I was that's when I was you know starting to really stress eat because the lion <laughs> wasn't there, but could be there at any second. Uh, and, yeah, you know, and and could have interrupted the uh, the the medical procedure. So it was just like. I, I was and as I still even even like a week out of this, like it's still <laughs> just thinking about those scenes still are stress inducing, yeah. um, which I guess is a hallmark of a of of an effective of effective storytelling. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I, like, yeah. but the you know anytime the like the entire movie was just a just a magnification yeah. of stress, like from the moment you so get there. There's this there's this sense of impending dread when they get to Africa because you know what's about to happen. Yeah, you already know, right? Um, it's just a matter of when. Yeah, and then it gets to where it's attacked, or he, he's attacked and everything, and then you get to like these terrible decisions that these that you know that they're making by you know leaving the door open and not barricaded, or in the school in the schoolhouse. With all the animals, they're they're drain they're draining the animals so that they can then harvest the flesh and the, the, the skin and whatnot. Um, so you hear dripping. The kids are looking around, they feel dripping, and they look up. And it's really hard to look up with your mouth closed. Which is not what they I, and they looked up with their mouths open. And saw these animals dripping blood on them. And I'm just like, gross. <laughs> but also, like, 
you probably shouldn't be looking up with your mouth open. It's like when you see a flock <laughs> of seagulls at the beach and you just look straight up and you're like, hey, seagulls. <laughs> I, I didn't did even think about that part. I, but, the, 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 <laughs> <laughs> the thing with the school for me was the open endings. So like the yeah. back was an open, it didn't have a door, I don't think. But the front did. And I kept thinking, I said, I think I even said this. I was like, it's it's horror video game knowledge. You close the damn door. Yes. Like you just close it. And the fact that there was one and it wasn't closed. So then, of course, the girls are are like, Mare's laid out that he's done some stuff on her wound already. So the two girls are there and he's going to look for, I think, gauze or something. And he goes. And to he leaves the other door open, by the he way. He leaves the other door open when he goes into the next building over. And as he's, this scene was so, so well shot, though, as dumb as these decisions are, it's very well shot. Because when he goes into this other building, here comes a king of the jungle or, well, desert, de ap, well, you know what I mean. And uh, he comes like walking out of like nowhere. Like he just appears and then he's like, the lion is like walking. <laughs> Carlisle, you rang. <laughs> um, so he comes walking out of the thing, and you, and as Aegis is completely oblivious to the lion behind him, it is Mare that sees him first at the back entrance of the school, and he comes into the school. The girls quietly, as quiet as possible, with a wound and all this stuff around them. She mayor gets off the table and they, they move around the space to try to hide. They finally call for their dad because the lion is about to pound. Like he was like in their space. And so then he comes over and he shoots at him and he runs out the open door on the other side. Yeah. And then this was this like epiphany moment of he's not going to stop hunting us. Yeah. Yeah. And so with, and then he, you know, he, he fires off a couple shots, and I don't know how he doesn't hit um, his children with the rifle, uh, with, with, with the rifle shots, because he damn sure can't hit the lion 15 feet in front of him. Um, but uh, not that I would be much better shot. He's a medical in, doctor. In that. Well, yeah. <laughs> I Which saved lives. I don't take for lives. the story, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, you know, the, the lion, the lion runs off, and he takes them into another building, which the poachers. It looks like the poachers turned into a jail. Oh, um, it was just a classroom and had like kind of like bars for doors. It might be because of some of the violence and stuff that happened. And I'm sure yeah. there was probably a reason. I'm sure. Logically. Well, the, re the reason why the door was like that is because. Yeah. Um, he had to lock them in somewhere so he could go fight this lion. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> um, yeah. True. Valid. It's a set. So yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Now, and then he, and then he told them that like the lion's not going to stop. He has to do something about it. So, you know, I'm going to go take care of this. And that's when he kind of turns into badass Idris, uh, Idris Elba. Um, and he fist fights the fucking lion. Like, just straight up, just fisticuffs. It kind of reminds me of that um, there is a brand of canned salmon. I can't remember the name of it right offhand, but they had a commercial back in the 90s where the where a guy goes and takes gets gets salmon out of a river next to a next to a bear. 
and the bear takes the takes the salmon and then they get into a fight and they're like fisticuffs and doing fancy footwork and boxing and stuff it's hilarious um it, it's an absolutely hilarious commercial it kind of reminded me of that a little bit um not but not in like an ironic way just like a, oh yeah he's you know just gonna go off and fucking fight a lion um but he does some damage to the lion now granted the lion does a lot more back that yeah like, this scene was un uncomfortable like i i, yeah. I was like whoo like there there were times where like yeah you you know that idris is you know that, that nate dr nate is losing this fight because he's not a fighter he you know but he got he gets in some good shots he uh he has a knife he stabs the stabs the lion twice and the lion has already damaged from falling several dozen feet probably With a vehicle rolling you know, on him and then getting blown up yeah. uh so like he's showing like he's burned he's injured he's limping. yeah and um I the, love this part. Yeah, and I think the coolest part about it is um, is what happens next. And since you loved it so much, <laughs> you should probably explain what happens uh, after the uh, during the fight. Yeah, so he's led this lion out into this very open area. And all you can see around them is dirt and rock. That's it. You don't see anything else at first. And so, you know, after he's thrown... Idris around and mauled him and like, I mean, it's go, this goes on for not, it feels like a little longer than it probably actually is, but there is this camera shot where all of a sudden you see the other lions in the background. And so one of the things that they talk about when they visit these lions in the beginning of the movie is that the laws of the jungle, the two male lions protect the pride, the women, female lions are the one that do the hunting. And then the men are the ones that, the males are the ones that protect the, um, the family. And if another lion were to come into their territory, these two other younger male lions would then attack that lion to get rid of it or at least die trying. So then when we see Mike and I both, I think, visibly moved in our seats when we saw the other lions. But I think you had picked up on this before I did. Yeah. I wasn't thinking about how close the school was to the other lions. I wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah. And he, so when I, I, I figured that the lions would factor in somehow. Yeah. Um, into the story when they were yeah. introduced, you know, when, when Martin um, and I, at first I thought that it would, it was introduced as a red herring because there are some plot devices that directors put into their or directors and producers put into their movies to 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 actually you know um, lead people away from get being able to successfully guess what yeah. was going on. I thought that was the case um, too, and it was such a short scene where it's like, oh, you know, this is so that you can like um, so that it. Uh, makes you think that he's you know a poacher or not a poacher or whatever but it's a very quick scene it's almost like a throwaway scene but as soon as as soon as the poachers identified martin as an anti-poacher i knew that the lions were there for another reason yeah um and uh and so it wasn't 
it was less surprise and more excitement for me when I saw the Lions. Yeah, I had both. Yeah. I was like, and and I t- and I say this. So the the other two male lions come over, and see what's going on. They take their time for some shots to get in, but then they take over and they ultimately fight and kill this this other um, scarier, you know, lion. And I think one of the things that I said when we left was that I was glad that it was another lion or lions mm-hmm. in this case that were the ones that took him out and not a human being. I know that that may seem super insignificant to some, but I think that that was a really smart story choice because we start out with these people killing lions. And I think that it needed to end on a more natural state of lion versus lion. And I love that they did that. And I also love, and this is sound kind of silly, but I also love how fucked up Idris Elba's character got because that made it feel more real. No way can you go out and punch, like sucker punch a lion and like win. That's not how that works. Right. Yeah. No. And and it was, he was doing a lot less damage as a human until he stabbed him. Um, That's when the lion really felt it. But I think, I think it was a great choice to, to, to have Idris be that mauled and as he was beginning to pass out there was this level of uncertainty of like oh, especially when it went into that dream sequence yeah the final uh, the our final, final one I think. Sequence when he met his wife presumably at this point presumably in the afterlife um and you're left wondering brandon only for a few seconds you're left wondering if idris had died or if he was going to if he if he was going to live. Either way it went, I would have been okay with it. I would have thought, yeah, I would have been okay with it as well. Because my alternative thought was, and I think we talked about this too, was that they were just gonna show up with guns ablazing and save him either that way or get there too late, but still kill the lion themselves. I still was that was my alternative thought too before I realized what was happening with the other lions. Yeah. So, you know, he and his last words, um, and he, this still gets me a little emotional today. His last words in that scene were the girls are in the schoolhouse, letting them know, like, with what presumably was going to be wow. his last breath, was making sure his kids were safe. Yeah. And so at that point, I was like, the story arc is complete. For this character, yeah. I'm like, okay, and kind of a redemption arc too, because he does the the whole the whole thing with the wife is complicated, but um, yeah. but the when when he when he shows up in the hospital, and even after he is able to leave the hospital, and he's just he's still injured, he's still just absolutely. Yeah. trash like he's walking cane and stuff yeah. like that yeah um you know it, it it was realistic in that point but it was also like it was also kind of like a a sigh of relief mm-hmm. a little bit to know that he had that, that he had survived because yeah. everybody wants the 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 good guy to win like right. that's something that's ingrained in us is we want our hero of the story to sure. win the day. Well, and um, we, and I think too, with the emotional stuff and the family stuff, there is a part of us too, that wants him, us. We, we, we want him to have the opportunity 
to go back and 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 build his family back up and to become yeah. what you know and to heal and to come back. I mean, I feel like therapy is probably less expensive than a trip to Africa. I have no idea, but but I just, you know, it was it was a, one of those things where like you want him to get the opportunity to be yeah. present to show them what they mean, and now they kind of have a new slate because now you know all of this other shit has happened, and they get and and then the, we didn't really talk about this because it's not super super talked about in the movie but you know there's this whole thing with her um with her, their mother was someone else who was interested in photography and so mayor mm -hmm. does photography like her mother and there was this whole thing in the beginning about how like her mother took pictures of this tree that she loved and so they finally after they both get out of the hospital and he was um and he's able to i guess it doesn't really tell us how long it's been but they're still there they get to go to this tree and take a picture you know essentially for their mom and it was a really cute little like bow of an ending and yeah and my biggest criticism of this movie has to do with has to do with that true with with that buttoning up of that story because yeah. part of it's because of the runtime if they expanded it out done a little bit more development of the story i think it would have been fine yeah. but the whole story was felt forced the, yeah. the 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 mom dying of cancer the you know the kids not knowing how to grieve and stuff like that like the the, the estranged dad who's just trying to you know trying to mm -hmm. be a dad yeah it just there was it was appreciated there was a story beyond just him and this lion just beating the hell out of each other but it just felt it didn't feel it didn't feel organic like yeah. it and and the story itself could have been fine would have been fine like the premise itself would have been fine with mm -hmm. the with the story it just felt in those situations like i i don't i don't know how um how I would react or how my kids would react or anything like that. But I just feel like there's some situations I can understand mayor talking about his being a failure as a dad at the, din at the dinner table. Mm -hmm. But the second time when she brings it up in the car, I'm just like, I don't know any, anybody mm -hmm. who would bring that up. at that <clears throat> situation. Like yeah. no matter how, mature immature they are you know yeah. and and i i can't see like my nieces or my nephews who are around that age to be like oh there's a lion hunting us so let me uh let me make you feel bad about being a dad like it just doesn't it felt that part that very specific scene felt very forced and unfortunately it made me kind of revisit everything else that had happened mm -hmm. um, with the, uh, and also with this, with the drinking scene when, uh, when Martin and Nate are drinking and, yeah. you know, it just felt like there was this exposition of information, mm -hmm. but just in a really weird and inorganic way. Because we kind of just fall into the middle of the conversation. Yeah, because they because there's this weird thing where it's like you're trying to balance having a story, but 
you you're trying so you know what it reminds me of and I, I realize this is a stretch but i think you'll understand because you had to edit these videos it reminds me of the forces in the story for the medium where it was like there was yeah. so much of an abundance of things that they just really felt they needed to get in that then it became less believable less connection like you started More. to feel like this is really frustrating like and it's very yeah. similar in that regard yeah they could have I mean, they could have easily framed it around um, they're making a memorial trip because the, because the, the the mom and the wife had had died, had passed away. Yeah. Uh, they could have been bringing back ashes for you know because it's her it's it's her family village, um, it's where she grew up. So I can um, I, that's realistic, that's believable. I can understand that if they had. But they could have paired back that story mm -hmm. and taken out some of the manufactured stress points. Yeah. Um, and it would have flowed a little bit more organically. Or if they had added maybe 10, 15 minutes to the runtime, 110 minutes is still shorter than your average feature length film. Yeah. I think they could have taken that extra little bit of time to have more of a genuine connection, a genuine open, a genuine vulnerability. And I think as a storyteller and as an audience member, that would have helped me become a little bit more involved. Yeah. In Because I gave a shit about the kids because... Nate gave a shit about the kids, and Nate's a dad. Sure. I'm a dad. I connected like that. Yeah. If I had not, if, if I had seen it as you know before I became a dad, probably wouldn't have given a shit about the kids. Yeah. Really, probably wouldn't have cared about the kids at all. Um, because it's not, it's not what I would have thought about. Yeah. But because they were such, they were shoehorned into the story. Um. You know, it's, it's kind of like, um, okay, great example of this in Jurassic Park. Mm -hmm. When the kids are brought in, <laughs> when I saw it the first time, I saw it as, you know, not a parent, not, you know. And then, and also the same thing with uh, Jurassic World. Jurassic World more so than Jurassic Park. Yeah. But, um, you know, with with Jurassic World, like, the kids didn't really matter that much or going even going into closer to this realm uh godzilla versus kong mm -hmm. the whole godzilla cast <laughs> they yeah. didn't need to be there i agree uh, like like they oh were shoehorned in and they went from being what should have been because godzilla was a very serious movie. They went from being the serious people, the serious group, to this, you know, like, oh, we're just going to be a bunch of misfits and run around and, oh no, Mech Godzilla, no, ah. spoilers on that movie. Um, I but, agree. Uh, I hated. I hated all of those scenes. Yeah, well, I, I'm not gonna well, lie. I laughed a couple of times. Like, there's a couple of times I was like, huh, that's funny. But thank God they were obnoxious. But would they? But did they add to the story? No. And no, they didn't. The only reason why the kids in this, to me, the only reason why the kids in this 
added to the story was because it gave the main character a little bit more incentive to survive. Motivation. Yeah. yeah. Um, otherwise, they really weren't critical to uh, to the story, I, I thought. Or um, and, yeah. and they were almost made a parody, like with uh, the Boondock Saints had this wonderful character um, named Rocco. And he was he was the he was the catalyst that started the whole thing with the with Boondock Saints, um, with them killing mobsters, and then, in, then they decided, hey, that did well as a cult classic. Let's go to um, let's go make a uh, a, a second film, uh, Boondock Saints two, and they uh, it it was not good. They had someone else play um uh, uh, clifton collins um takes the 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 role the the rocco type role yeah, yeah but he's just more comedic relief than he's more like a john leguizamo instead of you know <laughs> in, instead of like you know uh danny treo Type, yeah, because Rocco was in it, <laughs> like yeah. he was killing people too. Uh, not to get into but it was funny, but it was balanced differently, yes, yeah. And and so it, it's tough when you try to when you try to make something happen, um, yeah, when, when you try to make fetch happen and it just doesn't happen. Um, and with and with this story, I just they should have either taken a little bit more time to mm -hmm. explain this the whole situation. Yeah. Um, because you don't know if like you know you, you know he left. Um you don't know whether or not she's sick bef before he leaves, or you don't know when she, when the wife gets sick. We only know it got bad and then she died after, but we don't right. know right. And you know he's like, I should have seen the signs. Like, should you have? Like, were you there when the signs started showing up, or were you gone? Because if you were gone, then you couldn't have really done anything about it. I think a lot of that could have been better if it had just been simpler. Yeah. 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 Either 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 add to the runtime to explain the story, or, or simplify. Just simplify it. Cut cut a lot of it out. Like there was plenty of stress with them in the car waiting for this you know waiting to see what was going on with this lion yeah you didn't need the whole you're a bad dad well i, I was just going to say and to just to kind of extend or expand on that a little bit too i mean that's the truth if you remove the tension between them as family members it doesn't really change that much in fact it yeah. might would have made it better yeah like you and you still could have had the mom die if you wanted to give yeah. them a reason for going back if you wanted to give them a reason to be sad that could have still happened, but yeah. the tension between them didn't really add anything. And it could have been, and and even, they could have stayed together. The wife could have gotten cancer. He could have damn near killed himself to try to save her as a medical doctor, still blame himself for her death. Yeah. And still have some of that tension with the kids, you know, being like, you're a doctor. You should have, you know, you should have been able to do more. You know, kind of laying that blame on him, 
Yeah. Without the, you know, with, with without all the other stuff, and it would have simplified that story, and it still would have added the tension. It still would have had the, you know, the the redemption yep. arc in it. And so, yep. yeah, they're just that's the biggest, you know, that's the really the biggest criticism I have is like the the story. It feels like they were trying to do too much with the story, and they didn't have to. Yeah, I agree. They they really didn't have to, but. Overall, it's still uh, still a very enjoyable film, and it's um, it is a very I would definitely pair it with the Ghost in the Darkness. Yeah, um, like if you're if you're going to do a movie night with uh, with Beast, definitely uh, also pair it with Ghost in the Darkness. Um, it is a very good movie in and of itself. It's uh, from the '90s, so you've got you know peak Val Kilmer uh, in it, and but it's also very different. With this, you see right. them a lot. With the with Ghost in the Darkness, you see the Zavo lions very little very until the end. Like you see people get dragged out. You see the remnants of people. Super see, practical. Yeah, um, and then, but it's it's very much um, they're very contrast to each other. Mm-hmm. But they all, but they work well they together. Still yeah, yeah, they they still they still complement each other very well. I think if you're gonna do a creature feature movie movie night with uh, with with lions, definitely definitely. I don't think that would be kind of fun to do anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it, and it's gonna pull a lot. Beast. Uh, I've looked online. I've looked at some of the some of the forums already, and 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 creators and stuff that have reviewed it and talked about it. And it does pull a lot of comparisons to Ghost in the Darkness. Yeah, of course. Because yeah. I mean, it's basically the same stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's just they're handled very differently, and it's a they're both they're both very entertaining movies. Yeah, and if you're gonna go see this in theaters, you know, don't take your three year old. Please don't. Although, <laughs> although the three year old was quieter than we were, so. Well, that might also be true. Yeah. So when the lights came up and people were starting to leave, we were still sitting for a second. There was these um, these two little, like little, little kids that were leaving. And I was like, and we both just looked at each other like, what the fuck? Like, that was a rough movie for bait, for chill, small kids to see. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I would I would say, you know, I would say probably 15 or up. Just because of the the violence, yeah. Just because of the violence, any anything yeah. more would or anything younger probably would induce nightmares, and uh, yeah, nightmares are not fun to deal with uh, as a yeah. as a small child or as the parent of a small child. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, I got like three hours of sleep last night because of because my daughter had like string of nightmares, and it's just like, ugh. But so, not yeah. because you took her to see Beast. No, not because I took her to see Beast. Yeah, um, so. but uh, but she did like Sea Beast. Sometimes, selectively, <laughs> she she likes it, and then she like doesn't sometimes. Or she, does. likes, she likes the idea of it. She likes the idea of it, but then it scares the shit out of her, and she's like, uh, um, yeah. But um, but no, I, I would definitely recommend seeing Beast. Um, and then and, and it's got some good rewatch value because then you can go back and you can like try to find the lion because i'm sure there are some different scenes where you where the lion is 
And you can probably see him if you're looking for him. Yeah, probably. Or if not, you can at least watch it a couple of times and try to <laughs> try to find him. No. Now, and if it if it I will say if it's not if the lion isn't like once the lion makes his appearance, if he's not like just just off screen or like you see evidence of him out and about in every single scene, uh, that that would be a misstep. <laughs> From I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Because yeah. that does add the to the rewatch value because you can you know, and then uh, but it's it's good enough to really enjoy and it's also tropey and campy enough that you can do like a mystery science theater three thousand to it. Yeah, I can see that too. Yeah, um, yeah. and just and just have fun with it. But yeah, oh. I liked it. I enjoyed yeah. it. I did too. Those um yeah, so that's our thoughts on Beast twenty twenty two. Um. I don't know what I'll do. We're going to do, we're going to do a nope episode. Yes. And then I'm probably going to make Melinda do an invitation episode with me since we're going to see that tomorrow. Yeah. So. Yeah. Y'all know what talk me coming soon. I'll probably watch that when it gets uh, on stream, the invitation. Yeah. Yeah. It's, good. it's probably going to be pretty good, but we'll see. Cool. Well, thank you guys so much for checking out our Saturday Horror Movie Review, Beast 2022. We do recommend it. If you've listened to this point, well, we just congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed the rest of your weekend. Have a good week coming up, and we will see you in the next one.